Sorry, Harry, you're not a wizard. You're a... Wait. Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry won't be but I could get reported To the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a tree Hello and welcome to the final episode of Sorted I'm Alex I'm JD And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. Alex, you just said this isn't a Harry Potter podcast. Well, <laughs> usually it's not a Harry Potter podcast. This is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about Harry Potter viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. It's our final episode. It's our final episode, so today we're sorting the characters of Harry Potter. Why are we doing that, Alex? Well, because, I don't know, maybe their houses aren't correct. Oh, they're definitely not. The author did a terrible job of sorting (laughs) them, and did so primarily for the sake of making the plot convenient. And look... We've taken sort of these things that the books have told us apply to the houses, and we have applied them to so many other media. What if we applied them to their source media? Yeah. Like, take, sort of remove the context of, like, assuming people are in these houses, yeah. but keep their actions and stuff attached to them? Let's see what these characters we're told are in Gryffindor or Slytherin and see if that's actually true based on how they act throughout or the story. Or at least how we would interpret them. Yeah. Like we've done for so many characters before them. Yeah. So. Without further ado. Yeah, I mean, there's not really. Let's not even pretend and go, hey, Alex, for those who don't know, what is a Harry Potter? If you've listened to 80 fucking episodes of this <laughs> bullshit show, you've probably heard of Harry Potter before. <laughs> what a wild time that would be. <laughs> what to have listened to 80 episodes of this podcast and, and not like, know. And not caring about Harry Potter at all. Like, not. <laughs> I know uh, we say it's not a Harry Potter podcast, but like... I mean, we, we've also done three April Fool's episodes where we sorted yeah. the cards of Harry Potter, and we did an episode sorting a very Potter musical once. Sure did. Um... This is like the fifth time we've gone through this list of characters. <laughs> but this is the most sincere we'll have ever been. Let's do it. One so, like, more fuck time. these fuckers. Let's sort... <laughs> Which fucker? Are you talking about the audience or the characters? Oh, just Harry Potter in general. Oh, okay, yeah, fuck those fuckers. Yeah. Alex, who's up first? I can only assume <laughs> it is one Harry James Potter. Harold, Jimothy... No, it's not April Fool's. We're not doing the <laughs> stupid name thing. <laughs> but it's fun. Fine. Harry James Potter. The boy who lived. Come to die. Only respect for my boy who lived. No, I have no respect for him. No, never mind. The character... I respect the character. Uh, the character's... To a degree. Uh, the character's a cop. To a degree. <laughs> and I, he, I respect the character up to um, the prologue. <laughs> Do you mean the epilogue? Sorry, the epilogue. <laughs> That's very different. I respect the character up until he's p- 
his parents died at age 10 months or whatever. Yeah, he probably would have turned out a lot different. <laughs> I, he'd probably have turned out more like James and be, wanted to be uh, an aura yeah. even more. He would have been He'd have been asshole. even fucking worse. He'd have been actually cocky about being who he is, but he would have had no reason to be. Do you think... Do you think that version of Harry would have been a Slytherin? Well, let's talk about the Harry that is, oh, okay, and whether or not he's a Slytherin. Not hypotheticals, I guess. Whatever. Well, we can we can maybe consider that, but let's act like is this is the Harry in canon a Slytherin for one thing, because maybe he is. The hat suggests you could be great, you know. It's all here in your head. And Slytherin will help you on your way to greatness. No doubt about that. I don't buy it, personally. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> Harry is not a Slytherin. No. Like, he does have... Well, hmm, actually, me, he might be. What, tell me what, what Harry's got going on. So, Harry... His personality. When we're introduced to Harry, he's a meek, humble little kid who has zero intellectual curiosity. Because it's been... Drilled out of him by yeah. the Dursleys. But he doesn't develop it once he starts going to wizard school. He does not. He's not actually interested in learning about this world around him, really. Like, only when it becomes directly relevant to him. Yeah. He has no interest in history of magic. And I get it. The teacher is deliberately written to be one of the worst teachers who's not actively abusing the children. But... But, like... Fucking... Basically just reading fantasy books, man. Yeah. That's... So the that fucking awesome. Goblin Wars, where the goblins were shooting each other with magical g ma weaponry. Like, that that's nothing for you? You got nothing on that? Like, I get it. The teacher sucks. Doesn't mean the subject is worthless. That's, that's some D&D shit. That's what I do for fun, <laughs> man. As such as, he... Harry becomes a jock. Yeah, he turns gets, out he's... Just naturally very good at the wizard sport. Yes. He's very good at the thing that requires you to have very precise honed vision. Despite having terrible vision? Despite having corrective glasses for his bad eyesight. The fuck? It's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> he should, like... Yeah. <laughs> but he's got to be the special. He's got to be the member of the Quidditch team. He's got to be the part of the sports team where that makes all the other players irrelevant. Mm. It makes me think as well. Like, he didn't choose that, though. He uh, was good at that. It's not like he was like, I want to be... I oh, want yeah. to make all the other characters irrelevant. Yeah, let me be clear. I'm not blaming the character no, yeah. for the poorly designed game. I'm blaming the author for designing a game just to make the protagonist look special. It's very dumb. Like, I'm thinking to... Um, in Half-Blood Prince, the game that McLagan plays because Ron's in the hospital wing, uh -huh. and McLagan being terrible ends up getting Harry knocked out by a bludger, and then Harry gets told by Ron that the team lost, and it was like... 320 to 60 or something. It's like, okay, so here's the thing about that. That is not purely Harry's fault. Like, I, yeah, yes, also yeah. The, the, keep, the Gryffindor keeper did badly, but also the Gryffindor chasers didn't score very much. No. Like, <laughs> and, no. and the Gryffindor beaters suddenly only have three players to worry about instead of four to protect. Like the, the, yeah. the, the Hufflepuff team did. <laughs> like, guys... <laughs> It doesn't I, I know sense. you've been riding on Harry's curtails this whole time, but like Harry's what? What did I say? Curtails? Coattails. Y yeah, <laughs> curtails like to cut something short. 
brain uh, brain, brain just says things. <laughs> um, I know. I know they've been. You've all been writing on Harry's coattails. You know the entire the entirety of his his school career. Uh, but like, you also have to be good at the game a little. Mm. So Harry, the, there's like a a theory. Or, like, an idea going around of, like, secondary houses for the main trio and how they fit into all of them. Mm. Which puts uh, Harry... I think it puts Harry into Slytherin, Hermione into Ravenclaw, and Ron into Hufflepuff. And we'll get to Ron later. But Harry... Harry the idea of Harry and Slytherin, because, oh, you agree great in Slytherin, blah, 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 And what, like, without actually basing that in the text, really. And, like, for a long time, I've been fond of the idea of Harry as, like, his other house being a Hufflepuff. And, mm. like, for a post... Like, a lot of people don't take kindly to the idea of him being an aura later in life. Like, he gets told by a Death Eater you'd be great as an aura and auras aren't really cops. They're more like fucking James fucking Bond as a wizard, secret agent types. Yeah. Although, we don't ever see the, the magical law enforcement squad. We only ever see the auras who catch dark wizards. And it's like, okay, so this is, this is just people who deal with violent criminals rather than petty theft. Petty crimes, basically. Yeah. They're still cops. Like, it, yeah. it's still cops. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I've always been fond of the idea that, like, I think it's somewhat popular in the fandom of Harry being a teacher instead and yes. becoming the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher because he was so good at that in the fifth book. And the idea that he takes over as the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher after the curse is lifted yeah. is so nice. It's very good. Like, that's, that's very good full circle stuff. Yeah, right? But also, maybe it's not the best for him to be the actual teacher immediately at, at age 18. Oh, when yeah. When Hermione and his actual girlfriend are still at Hogwarts at that age and whatever. So yeah. like, I kind of came around to the idea of, okay, he's a, he's an aura for a while, but then later in life, kind of like Moody, he becomes the teacher and actually stays in that role. I do like that, yeah. Because, like, he... He really wanted to be an orator, or mostly because, like, he he wanted to fulfill his destiny. Well, like, he, he wanted to like help people. He wanted to keep people safe. He wanted yeah. to protect people. Like, that's. But I mean, at one point, he literally thinks about how convenient it would be if he's supposed to be chasing Voldemort to be an aura. Sure. Yeah. There's also there's also that. Um, he's got you know this destiny thrust upon him, and you know if if I can kill two birds with one stone, that that's great. Um, but going and being or an aura for a bit, and then. Like getting extra experience with yeah. dark magic and yeah. like getting in field experience of defending against the dark arts and then coming back yeah. to teach it with like that... say Ashra's kids have left Hogwarts exactly like that's that's a perfect that's great yeah I'm cool with that so here's the thing about that theory though and put, like putting like considering Harry as a Hufflepuff because of that like Harry. Like, he gets really invested in the idea of being an aura. But he starts acting that way whilst he's still at Hogwarts. Harry is not, like, doesn't care about learning much in general. But he there is one thing he is very passionate about. And that is figuring out what Draco Malfoy and Snape are doing. <laughs> he be Like, he literally becomes, in the book's words, obsessed with Draco Malfoy. Yeah. And trying to figure out, like, in book six in particular, he becomes obsessed with trying to work out what they're doing. He kind of becomes a detective, huh? Yeah, it, it, it's exactly what he would be doing as an aura, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And he sucks at it. <laughs> as an aside. But, I mean, he's the only one who's like, Malfoy's yes. up to something. Oh, his in, his in, instincts are very good, and he's always he's on the right about Malfoy all the time, and he'd be right about Snape, if not for bullshit plot twists. yeah. So, like, he, he's he got, like, good gut instincts. Yes. I think he can read people fairly well, but... 
But I think that does come around to him being Slytherin. You think so? I think he is passionately uh, ambitious towards achieving these goals of finding out... Like, he's actively engaging and trying to... Yeah, when he, like, gets set on something, it's, like, all he can focus on. Yeah. He's not particular... He's not, like, the most intelligent. He's not studious, but he's not an idiot because he's able to work out these things and work out what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because he has a very focused drive to do so. Yeah, he's more... He dedicates himself to one path. Yeah. Like, he straight up... He straight up loses interest in Quidditch by that point. He's less... Mm -hmm. He's more interested in trying to figure out what Malfoy's doing than playing Quidditch. Sure. Like he, at one point, he wants to go and chase after Malfoy instead of playing Quidditch. But then he's like, "I guess I'm the captain, so I shouldn't." <laughs> uh, okay. So you said dedication in particular, mm. and that is a word that we have under two houses. Mm. One of which is Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. Dedication on Hufflepuff, and the word dedication itself is not on either of the other lists. Oh. Yeah. Dedication in and of itself, sure, Hufflepuff, but it's dedication to. A goal, okay. to an ambition, yeah. to a drive. So you're you're saying that is it is an ambition rather than yeah yeah rather than dedicated to people or individuals or ideas mm. or ideals. Okay. Like so yeah, we I... talked a lot in the past about the overlap between Gryffindor and Slytherin that is obviously an intentional thing. Yeah. Like the idea of leaders. Oh yeah. And how he is very much a leader. He's Ever. very much a leader. Uh, he doesn't really want to be a leader. Yeah, but he's good at it. He is very good at it. I think I think a lot of that comes from being raised and raised in an environment in which he was encouraged to not be noticed. Mm. Um, and like you know, like not step on any child. Like he was in an abusive household. Yeah. Like you, you. It gives you certain habits, like not wanting to be the, the center of attention and like not wanting to make waves and stuff. You don't want to set anyone off. And mm -hmm. I, I think he, he displays a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but his his innate skill and ability to lead okay. yeah. sort of finds a way to, to do that anyway. Like he yeah. can't really help it. He's just he's thrust into like positions where like you have to take charge now and he's like, Well, no one else is doing it, I will do it. Yeah. His th another thing with Harry though is that he doesn't necessarily know what he wants or what he thinks. I think if he didn't have the opportunities for leadership, he'd be more inclined to try and seek them out. Order of the Phoenix, Harry is all over the fucking place. Yeah. So when Hermione and, with assistance, Ron are talking to him about starting the DA, yeah. he's, all, he's all talking to them like, listen to me, I'm not special or great or important. Like, I was, I was just lucky and I had help at the right time or whatever. Stuff like that. Except earlier on in the book, when he's getting ignored, he's constantly like, well, what did they ever do? I'm the one who stopped Quirrell. I'm the one who defeated the Basilisk and did all this, da 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 Like, when he's being left out of the loop and not at the, at the order... He's not the most rational no. in Order of the Phoenix. Though. Well, no, I know. As, like, especially in Order of the Phoenix. He is depressed. Yes. But He's that, got stuff going on. Sure. But that's also the book where we, like, really get to see the uh, uh, how he reacts to the idea of being a leader. That's true. That never happens at other times. Yeah. Yeah. And when it came to Ron being made a prefect... He was he was initially upset about that because he's like, well, what's Ron done to be prefect mm -hmm. compared to me? Yeah. I should be prefect because I'm good at defeating dark wizards, which is clearly a skill you need in supervising children at a school. 
Um, you say that he, we don't see many other opportunities for him to be a leader. Mm. Um, well, we don't necessarily get a lot of reaction to him, like, being considered as a leader. Sure. Um, Go on. But, like, I mean, in later books, we yeah. have him as the, the team captain for Quidditch. Yeah. Uh, which he he takes in stride and yeah. is, like, totally cool with that. Embraces um, that fully. In previous books, I feel like he leads the charge into, like, in, in the first book, into the... What do, you, what do you call that? When they go into the... Oh, the... the just the thing with all the obstacle stuff. course. Yeah, the, the wizard yeah. obstacle well, course. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the, he's always the leader of Harry, Ron, and Hermione. He's always the leader of the trio. Sure, but, like, that's that's how it starts, is yeah. you start as the leader of a smaller group, and then you yeah. sort of become a leader. Ron and Hermione always look to him for what to do. Yeah. It's got to be you. Not me. <laughs> not Hermione. You. It's your name on the poster. Um, so it, I, Deathly Hallows, he also like absolutely fully takes over as that role of leader. Mm-hmm. After Malfoy Manor, in particular, he he's pretty much just the leader of the Order of the Phoenix at that point. Yeah, because who else is leading the Order of the Phoenix? I yeah. guess I guess Kingsley, who's still busy with the Prime Minister. Yeah, but like, um, my my point is is that it starts off on a smaller scale. Yeah, but like that that's definitely always there. Yeah. By the, and like I said, by the time of like by the time time of late Deathly Hallows, he's giving Bill instructions when he's at, staying with Bill's house and like yeah. deciding where people need to be. Once he arrives at Hogwarts, he's giving McGonagall instructions. Yeah, like no, he really like he really steps into that role. And yeah, a lot of it is thrust upon him. But like like I was saying, like even in the the early books when he's not being like expected to do things mm. he still finds himself like we have to go help Hermione there's a troll in the bathroom we yeah. have to like I have to do something no one else is going to do something I will step up yeah and be the one who does it like he 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 does that from the beginning mm-hmm. and yes that's brave and headstrong and charging in there whatever but I think he's a Slytherin yeah I think he really is what other Slytherin traits does he have all of them <laughs> aside from I mean lead- leadership so, can be a Slytherin quality I'm not like I said not ambition dis- Ambitions, like mm-hmm. how I started on this. Sure. Resourcefulness? He's resourceful. I suppose. Like, that's a, a kind of intelligence I think he has. Yeah. Determination. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the darker ones less so, but there's also a weird thing of, like, the fact that just none of his friends ever fucking trust him. Like, Ron and Hermione always just assume he's keeping things from them and he knows more than he's letting on. It's like, no, I, it's like, I've told you everything. Yeah. Like, there's no hidden secret plan to get the Horcruxes, guys. Yeah. So, like... But then, also, like, they don't trust him when he's, like, Malfoy is up to something. Yeah. Like, I I know that he is planning something. I Can you guys help, maybe? Hermione and especially Ron are just bad friends. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Like, what... Okay, what what house do you think Harry's in? Oh, I don't know. I think I think Gryffindor is apt. Hmm. I, I think he's very much a, a Russian and yeah. people kind of guy. I don't I don't entirely disagree, but I'm I'm gonna like I'll say it, Fred. I'm I'm not here to just put people in different houses. For the yeah, sake of I'm doing not it. gonna put them in different houses just because I. Yeah, yeah. Like I of all of the characters, I think there is a very strong argument for Gryffindor for Harry. Yeah, I think if you took out the the book's slant of Gryffindor good guy. Slytherin bad guy and like the way that we presented that if Harry and if 
if Harry wasn't influenced by the people around him, if he wasn't influenced by hearing about how great Dumbledore is mm. and how, and seeing how shitty Malfoy is, yeah, I th- like I think in a vacuum he'd be more inclined towards Slytherin than otherwise. Like the only reason he says to the hat, "Not Slytherin, not Slytherin," is because is the because, only Slytherin he's ever met was an asshole. Yeah, because that's what he knows of Slytherin. Like, he doesn't yeah. care where he goes. He just doesn't want to be with the bad guys, and yeah. he's already learned they're the bad guys. Yeah, uh, Voldemort himself was a was a Slytherin. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Um, I could also see an argument for Hufflepuff. Yeah, I don't hate it, but I think it's a lot weaker. But if um, you go on. Again, that dedication, like, he gets his teeth in something and he doesn't let it go. Yeah. He's got such a... He's he's got such, like, a, a drive for, like, helping. He sees, like, some kind of injustice or something, someone who's being neglected or left out, and he wants to help. He gives... Dom, he finds a way to give Dobby the sock, because he's like, you deserve freedom, my dude. He rescues... He goes to rescue Hermione from the bathroom from the troll, even though she's kind of snotty and no one likes her. You bring up Dobby, and yes, he helped Dobby because Dobby was literally in front of him. Doesn't give a shit about any other house elves. No. At, like, is actively annoyed by Hermione trying to fight for house elf rights. That's fair. Like, that's one of the most Slytherin things about Harry. Okay, that's fair. He does, <laughs> he does often just sort of accept the status quo. But when, yeah. when he is faced, like, personally face-to-face with the situation where he's like, that person could get hurt mm-hmm. and no one is doing something I need to do something so when he's already really involved in the situation yeah so he's keeping the people close to him close <laughs> I think he cares about people and I think he wants to help yeah. and I think he has a, a, a strong sense of justice mm. and fairness and yeah I hear you yeah I don't, I don't. my my I genuinely think Harry is probably a Slytherin. Okay. But I can't seem to convince you otherwise, so I'll go with it. <laughs> it's it's more just I hear what you're saying, but I think the Slytherin like arguments are stronger and win out. Especially especially as the books go on. I think he trends more towards Slytherin over time. Interesting. Like when he starts out, yeah, you could make the argument more for Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. How much am I allowed to reference other characters and their houses as as backup for why I think Harry is? I mean, you can talk about it, but maybe I'll just be like, well, actually, I think we're going to sort them into a different house later anyway. But, okay. Like, I mean, you can. Um, I, I want to bring up specifically Cedric Diggory, uh-huh. um, who Harry has a lot of similarities to, I feel like. They're, they're of a similar mold. Hmm. Um, and, like, I... Like the the bit where they're like, you take the trophy. No, you take it. No, you take it. You were here first. Yeah, but like you helped me. Yeah, but you helped me. Like the whole like that exchange where they're just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're like so similar on that, and that feels so awful puff to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just like fairness yeah yeah like it's 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 not fair that i should take it Mm -hmm. let's let's take it together like i don't i'd say one hufflepuff trait harry is definitely lacking in would be patience sure he is not a patient person sure but generally speaking he's humble most most of the time like he's got little outbursts most of the time except in the movies 
Oh yeah, movies don't count. I We're know. not even talking about movies. But I um, am the chosen one, right? But he doesn't. He doesn't often do that shit in the I movies. Know. Like maybe if he's being very emotional, emotionable. If he's being very emotional, yeah, yeah, and having a moment. Mm. Um, but although to be fair, sometimes like those outbursts when you're angry can be like the most honest. Sure. It's... Let's let's give credit where it's due, right? And mm. I'm going to talk about this at the end because. The fact is, there is there's there is a lot of good in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and Harry himself, by virtue of being the focus character whose perspective we get everything from and whose thoughts we hear, then compared to never getting that from anyone else, he's probably the most well developed character. He's more nuanced than most. Yeah, and apart from Ravenclaw, you could fit him in pretty much anywhere. Oh yeah, he's not a Ravenclaw. No, he's not remotely Ravenclaw. He's a dumbass. He hasn't got a single Ravenclaw quality. No. Oh, no, uh, I, I I take that back. He's got one Ravenclaw quality: wit. Oh yeah, he is a snarky boy. Oh yeah, no need to call me sir, professor. Actually, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> um, remembering how fucking snarky he is, <laughs> I think just brought me around to something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the sass, the uh, sass on that boy. House hot take: sass is inherently Slytherin. That's why there's so many s's in it. Slytherin, more like Sasslerin. Sass. Harry Potter is a Slytherin. Suck on that. That was a deep character with lots of nuance to discuss. That was a lot. Let's talk about Hermione Granger. Okay. Hermione Granger is a Ravenclaw. Hermione Granger is a Ravenclaw. Hermione Granger is the definition of a fucking Ravenclaw. She is not vaguely Gryffindor. I'm sorry. Like she likes Gryffindor, she thinks they're neat. She thinks she thinks Dumbledore's cool. She's yeah, but no. Um, her the, her reasoning for being in Gryffindor is like books and cleverness. They're more important things, and we've used her as an example plenty of mm-hmm. times for like what someone values over what they are. Yeah. But like she also so much values yeah. the intelligence and yeah. the getting the best grades yeah. and like she's that's a line that she says and I don't know I can't remember if that's in the book or just in the movie I or can't not. remember either but like she says that she, do- doesn't, she doesn't hold true she to she doesn't that. mean it no um, I was thinking about this the other day actually because I remembered her bogart at eight to, at, to be fair at age 14 but yeah sure but like her bogart is her failing tests yeah her biggest fear her biggest fear is failing tests that's not that's not Gryffindor. That's a yeah. that's a Ravenclaw, my dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sure, yeah, that changes when you get older, but I think everyone's fears change when they get older. She was disappointed in her owl results because she got an E in she got the second highest grade in one of the subjects instead of the highest in literally every single one. Now She's- to- to be I, fair, I think she gets more like that as the series yeah. goes on too. Like I think she gets more cartoonishly book nerd, yeah. like or studied nerd or whatever. I mean, here's the other thing about the development of Hermione. Like, there's a lot said about how the movies give everything to Hermione and make her perfect and whatever, yeah, and take away the intelligent moments of other characters. But the books also like exaggerate her and how great and perfect she is. Like, her perspective on pretty much any issue is always going to be the correct one. In any fighter argument, she's in the right. Apart, like, I talked about. I talked about. It's yeah. more in relation to Ron. The first book. I mean, she was. She was a bit of an annoying kid, and like, very autistic coded. But like, she was just excited for like this yeah. whole new experience. Like, it, she's clearly never just had friends before. Yeah, and I th- a lot of it comes from like she's just sort of like 
here's a bunch of stuff that I know, and did you know this thing, and did you know this thing, and it sent me, she yeah. comes off as a know-it-all, but I think she's just excited about learning all of this new stuff and wants to share that new knowledge with anyone. Yeah, unlike most of these fucking losers who don't care about magic. Right? Chamber of Secrets, no big argument. Ha, uh, Prisoner Azkaban, she's obviously in the right about the firebolt. Yeah. Like, maybe she could have waited till, till the day after Christmas Day to take Harry's present away from him or something. But, like, whatever. She was looking out for his safety yeah. with that one. The Scabbers Crookshank thing is, like, the most she's ever in the wrong. Mm. Where she's she won't even apologise for Crookshanks or, or, like, try to stop him from eating Ron's rat. Yeah. Like, that's the, the biggest one. Friggin' uh, Goblet of Fire? Holy fuck does Ron suck in that book. Ooh. And, like, Christmas, he just ruins her Christmas and her date and everything because he's a jealous bitch. Order of the Phoenix, Hermione's completely in the right about Harry's bullshit. Half-Blood Prince, Ron's just a dick to Hermione again for no reason. Like, it's more about Ron. But Hermione's perspective on any situation is always right, apart from Draco, like, Draco Malfoy and Snape, basically. Yeah, yeah. The, the part that really gets me about Hermione is that in... Particularly, it's most of the series, really, but particularly in Order of the Phoenix, because she is established as so autistic coded, right? Yeah. She like this. She's incredibly intelligent and focused on studying and learning, and struggles to relate to the people around her. Until Order of the Phoenix, when suddenly she's a fucking savant at understanding other people's thoughts and feelings. Sure, and we've talked about that before. And how that should have been wrong. Yeah, I don't think we need to get too no. much into that. Um, but just, the, the, like, the development of Hermione is towards perfection. And yeah. I think, like, a, a more interesting version of the character is early on. I think she gets flanderized a bit. Yeah, oh yeah. But she, it's, it's kind of weird, she gets flanderized, it's almost the opposite of flanderization, where she becomes too broad a character. Yeah. And she becomes too too perfect by being good at everything instead of being good at the thing she's good at and being bad at the thing she's bad at. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, yeah. yes, Hermione is relatively brave, but she's, she's like, Hermione doesn't rush into a situation. She thinks about it and tries to find a, a, a thoughtful solution. She goes solution. to the library. She does yeah. research. She... Oh, Harry, you had a vision of Sirius at the, at the ministry? Let's take a moment to think before we just rush into what could be a very obvious trap and maybe try to context Sirius first or something. Maybe you've got a mirror up in your trunk that you could use. <sighs> Maybe if you opened your fucking present that Sirius said you could use to talk to him. Ah! <sighs> That's a whole other thing. I know the point of that was irony or whatever, yeah. but and also ugh. to and also to set up a Chekhov's gun for De yeah. Deathly Hallows. But also, ugh. Yeah, it's stupid. Hermione is a Ravenclaw. There's there's yeah. just no debate about it. Her she's a Ravenclaw. Ronald Weasley. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Ron fucking I hate my friends and all the people who care about me Weasley. We've we've talked about the Ron problem before as yeah. well. To be fair, I think we talked about it more on Not If I Reboot You First, but we definitely done a sorting out on it. We have, yeah. Um Ron as a kid when I was a kid, Ron was my favourite character. Me as well. He was funny. But yeah, also the movies made him more like did that yeah. to him more. But turns out he's just an asshole. Yeah. He just sucks to his friends. Like I said, so Philosopher's Stone, he he's a bit of a jerk to Hermione, but one he doesn't think she can hear him, and two he hasn't really appreciated that like she cares, and the moment he realizes he's upset her, he regrets it, and mm. they become friends after that. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, that, just that that little bit. That's that's excellent. The next big argument, Prisoner of Azkaban. Again, Ron's not entirely in the wrong. He's more harsh than he needs to be to yeah. one of his best friends, but he's not wrong. Yeah. Goblet of fucking fire. 
fuck you, Harry. I don't trust you ever. You're obviously lying to me. And even after I've decided to trust you this time, I will never trust you about anything again in future. <sighs> fuck you, Hermione. How dare you go out with someone else when I express no interest in you? Fuck you, Hermione. He's clearly, like, taking his frustrations that he has with himself out on those closest yeah. to him. Like, he's, like, all of those things. He's mad at himself yeah. about those things, but, like... Then talk about it with your friends at some point. After, emotionally... When it's resolved. <laughs> like, well, maybe Hermione, who's perfect at emotions in every way, could mm. talk to him about mm. it. And fucking, like, half the prince. Fuck you, Hermione, for, like kissing someone two years ago but also actively wanting to date me now i'm going to kiss someone else teenager <sighs> man fuck you harry you're obviously lying to me about horcruxes and you you definitely told me that, that you knew more than you had told me and i should have not <sighs> yes the horcrux is messing with his mind yeah I was but like, at that point it was it was a lot of horcrux yeah though. but also everything he's saying is bullshit yeah yeah, I mean, I don't want to like defend. I don't want to defend him. Like we've we've had this conversation before, and I, you are largely right. But yeah. in the, the I know. Slightest... I'm, sorry for, I'm sorry for reiterating old arguments. It's but... fine. It was always gonna happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> couldn't stop you if I had tried. Um, it, in the slightest bit of defense for Ron, hmm. I do think that a lot of his the stuff that he's saying, like it's not logical. It's it's a lot of self doubt. Yeah. It's a lot of like internal like struggles that he's having mm -hmm. that he doesn't know how to handle, and so he's he's sort of inadvertently taking it out on those around him, um, and like that is it's actually very realistically written, especially for like teenagers. Like they don't I, I don't know you know they don't know how to handle their emotions. They're just gonna sort of lash out at whoever for whatever. They're not gonna sit down and be like, hmm, why? Why does Hermione going out with someone else make me upset? No, he's just gonna be like, I'm angry for some reason. Fuck Hermione, I guess. Like I would just, I, I would just appreciate it if at any time they actually tried to address these things instead of just sweeping them under the rug. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm like I'm saying, like it, it's all very shitty. I know. Um, but real people. I like that. Yeah, but they're fictional characters they are in fictional a fictional characters. series that can be better and, and can be used should, as a teaching tool. Yeah, they should be people we aspire to be. They should be better. Yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm with you. He should have been better. Ron's Patronus is a is a Yorkshire Terrier. Mm -hmm. A small dog. It's supposed to symbolize his loyalty, like a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Ron does not have a loyalty. No. Just to himself. Yeah. Like he <sighs> He's not loyal to Harry. It's not like he's not. He about, he just he's not. No. He's maybe loyal to his family, maybe. By contrast, sometimes. Well, as I was about to bring up, by contrast, what did Ron see when he looked into the mirror of Erised? Oh yeah, yeah. He saw himself on a pedestal, not surrounded by family like he expected to be completely alone and isolated and being given awards and accolades yeah so well and i was thinking specifically of the like when he, when he leaves in <laughs> deathly hallows death, thank you when he leaves in deathly hallows and it's because he's like homesick and depressed yeah. and he just wants to eat good food again uh <laughs> but a lot of that is is a it's a lot of it is a selfishness 
Yeah, I, yeah. And he's he's extremely selfish and ambitious. Like like you said, what he saw sees in the mirror, Vera said, he wants to stand out. He wants yeah. to be noticed mm-hmm. and to be showered with accolades. It, he's an interesting one as well because he is ambitious, but never does anything to try and achieve any ambitions. No, he's not. It wouldn't I wouldn't say he's hardworking. So well, no, but like he, he just. Because like his, what does he achieve after the after the series? Like yes, he gets on a chocolate frog card, and like Dumbledore, he says that's his best, his proudest achievement, or whatever. Ha ha, cute. But like, what does he achieve? He, he like he just he continues to help Harry for a while. Then he helps his brother. He never does anything himself. He doesn't ever do anything himself. He's he's just a coward. He's he's a, he's afraid yeah. of trying. Yeah, he's he's afraid of risk. Um, not very Gryffindor, I don't no, think. No! He's not. He's not brave. He'll follow Harry because he's, he's, like, he'll follow his friends yeah. because he likes to keep people close. Yeah. He follows his friends in the same way that many Death Eaters follow Voldemort, inclu- and friggin' Peter Pettigrew yeah. follow James and Sirius. It's because they're, they, they feel powerless on their own. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you're best friends with the boy who lived, like, that's something. Again, when, ha- when Ron becomes the prefect in book five mm. at one point Harry says to, uh, like or thinks to himself I'm better at Quidditch but nothing else except that's not true yeah what do we know that Ron is actively good at chess, chess. Ron is good at chess and that's relevant in the first book and then is never shown to be good at anything again again like early on he is shown to be like the one who was knowledgeable yeah. about the wizarding world yeah. in ways that Harry and Ron and he's got ha- Harry and Hermione good don't. strategy skill and that never comes up again and no. that's the thing we've talked about before and like Hermione ends up taking over as knowing about the wizarding world because yes the more invested you are in the world that the less relevant that becomes and that's why he should have been the emotionally intelligent one and yeah. the one who understands people because that's such a divide up the skills don't just make two characters obviously better than the third one because then why should we care about the third one because he's funny ha 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 harry's funny harry is funny <laughs> harry's funnier than ron in the books he is like i don't i don't know man i don't know what has do you think ron is oh he's a slytherin yeah okay absolutely good yeah fuck him <laughs> draco malfoy Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about Draco Malfoy. My father. My father. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to at least try the accent of that. Oh, you can't, okay. you can't My say it in the most nasally American voice possible. I, wa- I wasn't. My gonna, father. I wasn't gonna leave that in. I was just, I was just being a. Good... My father. My father. Just wait until my father hears about this. Red hair, hand me down clothes, and a stupid complexion. You must be a racist. My name is Draco Malfoy. <laughs> I'm a racist. I despise gingers and mudbloods. I hate Gryffindor House. And my parents work for the man who killed your parents. Do you want to be my friend? Now, here's the thing about that line. That is canon accurate. It is. There is nothing... Like, the reason that joke, that line works as a joke is because it's canon accurate. It is accurate. Because you know what? If he's Harry's friend, that's increased social status. Yeah. Like, maybe Harry's actually cool. Like, he's Harry Potter. Like, and the idea is that they think he might be the next Dark Lord. He's got evil powers. And it's like, oh, no, he's just a weenie. Fuck that guy. Yeah. But, I... like, he he understood <laughs> yeah. at age 11 that, like, if I'm friends with Harry Potter... Oh, yeah. 
That's uh, that's good connections to be made. Oh yeah, he wanted to be a social climber. Man, if Slughorn had been there at the beginning of that book, Woo. Malfoy would have been all over that. And because Lucius hadn't been outed as a as a fucking ah, as a Death Eater, Death Eater yet, yet yeah. Slughorn would have welcomed him in. Loved him because uh, Malfoy is very well connected. He's 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 really successful at his um being rich. <laughs> Lucius Malfoy never had a real job in his life. You're correct. (laughs) Draco Malfoy never had a real job in his life. It's also true. (laughs) Uh, Aside from the fact that he is obviously a Slytherin, what... Yeah. Like, what... What does what is his personality? What has he got going? I mean, here's the thing: Draco Malfoy is written as a like he is Slytherin, and he is the definition of the bad Slytherin. He is yeah, he's the prototype for what the jerk Slytherin trait is. He is ambitious. He wants to. He's amb- he's ambitious. He wants to rise to power and glory and fame. Mm-hmm. He, and he doesn't necessarily want to be in charge. He's, no. He doesn't necessarily have to be a leader. But he within the organization, he wants to be respected by those above him yes. for what he can bring to the table. He wants to maybe pull strings. Yeah. If he can. He wants, like, when he joins up as a Death Eater, he wants to, like, earn his place. At first, at least. Eventually, he's just like, oh, shit, I've got to do this or I'll die. Yeah. But at first, he's like, yes, this is a great honor that I accept and embrace Yeah. to bring glory to you, Voldemort, with me... At your right hand side, maybe. Yeah. With yeah. Auntie Bella. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's he's ambitious, he's cunning. He's... Determined, self-preservative, manipulative, yeah. fraternity, lineage. He's got it all! He's, he's a Slytherin. Like, he, yeah. he is written to give us a, an example of, of what all of those Slytherin things mean. Yeah, and what they mean at their worst. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's not much more to say. He's a main character because he's a main character, but he is a simple one. Yeah, Ginny Weasley. It's Ginny. I'm sorry. It's Virginia. It's Virginia. Ginny, <laughs> uh, middle name Weasley. Uh huh. Starts out as kid sister. Yeah. For. She's kind of shy. She's awkward. Yeah. She's got a crush on the famous boy. Yeah. As much as I hate it, the, patro- the, the, the development of her portrayal in the very Potter musicals does kind of work. Like yeah. how in prequel, sequel, whatever, she's shown to be whiny baby little kid. Yeah. Kind of nothing. Then she becomes kind of shy and awkward, but part of the group and interacting and stuff. And that's yeah. her through like book three, early book four. And then... Well, she doesn't really progress from that in those. Apart from briefly at, like, the Yule Ball and in that one song, where she's like, suddenly I am the hot, attractive love interest who's cool and good at things. When she stops... when She she, she just sort of decides she's not going to be shy and awkward anymore. Yeah, I think the implication is that that happens when she and Hermione are sharing a bedroom when she stays uh, at the beginning of Goblet of Fire when Her- Hermione's there for the Quidditch World Cup. Mm. I think the idea is... Because like Ginny later says she talked to Hermione about it. Hermione said she just needs to get over Harry, maybe go out with some other people, and sure. Harry can start seeing her that way or whatever. Right. So Hermione gives her some advice, and she's like, "Oh, all yeah. right. I guess I'll go be a person." Yeah. <laughs> and then she does become a person. <laughs> and I mean, she, like, she gets some great sass moments herself. I uh, like. Oh, I love. 
I I adore the scene um, when Ginny is comforting Ron after he's asked out um, Fleur to the ball, and Harry's just come back because Cho's turned him down, and then they start laughing at Neville for no reason, just being absolute dicks. And then Hermione comes in and it's like, why weren't you two at dinner? And Ginny's just like, oh, shut up, you two. It's because they both just got turned down by girls they asked to the ball. And they're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, Ginny. <laughs> you, get, you tell them. And Ginny in, Ginny in Order of the Phoenix. Where she, like, tells Harry, like, you're not the only one who's gone through something like this. Yeah. Can you, like... like can you... I didn't want to talk to anyone. Well, that was a bit stupid of you, because I'm the only one who's been possessed by Voldemort. I can tell you how it feels. I forgot. Lucky you. Right? Like, get him. Fuck yeah. Absolutely murder that bitch. Ginny, why do you ever even go out with Harry? You're better than him. And suddenly she's also the just the best person at Quidditch, to the point that she becomes a professional Quidditch player later in life. Which, okay. Like, oh, right. okay. Sure. Well, I guess... I mean, she sucked in the game that McLagan played. She was a terrible chaser in that game. <laughs> so, what happened there? <sighs> we didn't get to see it. I don't know. They were extremely demoralized mm. when they lost their seeker. See, but that doesn't string true to G- for Ginny to me. That doesn't sound like Ginny would all. become more determined. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a good word for Ginny, especially in the later books. Determined. Yeah. She's very... She's very determined, very feisty. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what? You know what house we houses we've got determination under? Hmm. Gryffindor and Slytherin. <laughs> Ginny's a Gryffindor, though. Yeah. Like she, she as she gets more involved as well. Like she's she's out of the loop for a lot of the books because she's yeah. not in Harry's year and she's not like part of the the trio. Yeah. The golden trio. She's the silver trio. But like Order of the Phoenix, the moment she's able to be involved in major goings on she is yeah like okay let's go let's go through the climax right philosopher's stone she's obviously not there chamber of secrets i mean she's there but she was possessed like yeah it doesn't really count prisoner of azkaban she could have been involved i guess but she wasn't part of the group yeah, at that point matter. uh no one was really in the goblet of fire is just harry yeah, Ron hermione no one, no one was there Ron hermione had got right. nothing to do with that yeah order of the phoenix she's there she's involved she is like yes I, i'm helping i care about sirius too damn it yeah like I'm sorry I wasn't there. I haven't been there every time because I couldn't be. I'm here now, and then she's fucking. And she's she's part very, of it. Yeah. Half the prince. She's part of it. Deathly Hallows. She, Neville, and Luna are the resistance at Hogwarts. So good. Yeah, like she she's a fighter. She's gonna yeah. stand up for all of those things that I said about Harry that I, I felt leaned Gryffindor mm-hmm. are are more true for Ginny. Yes. Like, she will stand up for others and, like, jump in to protect people. Mm-hmm. Like, she... And she is loyal to people. She is loyal. Name one time Ginny Weasley turned against anyone close to her. You can't! Like... Even, like, with, like, Luna. Like... Yeah. Who she's, you know, she's nice too. She gives Neville a chance and goes with him to the ball. Yeah! Like, she's like, she's... I might be talking myself into Hufflepuff. Um, <laughs> because I think she's still Gryffindor, but yes. she's she's got this... this... I, would, I would argue that Hufflepuff is secondary. Yeah, she's got this, like, caring nature. Yeah. Uh, and this feistiness to, like, stand up for the little guy. Hmm. But also, where Hermione punches Malfoy in the face... Ginny would just take out a knife and fucking stab him. She would hex him. Bat fucking bogey hex. She would hex him all the way to St. Mungo's. (laughs) 
Well, that's what that's how she gets in the slug club. Yeah, is by doing that to someone. Yeah. Oh, to um, Zachariah Smith. Who <laughs> deserved it? I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, he was talking shit about Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like she. She takes no shit. Yeah. Let's talk about another Gryffindor. Okay. Neville Longbottom. Neville Longbottom is the definition of a motherfucking Gryffindor. Yeah. We can't change this one. Like we No. Mostly because we have used this as like a pinnacle description of a Gryffindor in so many previous yeah. episodes. Oh, and yeah. if we were to change this reading, we would <laughs> and like just... I, I get it. He leans more, even more Hufflepuff than Ginny does. Yeah. Who we just talked about. We would if we if we change this, we would discredit like the majority of our own show. <laughs> but like the the ending of Philosopher's Stone is true. It takes a great deal of courage to stand up to one's enemies. It takes even more to stand up to one's friends. And he oh, he grows so yeah. much. And I'm worth ten of you, Malfoy. Yeah. Despite his fears. Like, I'm not good at magic, but ha- like Harry, I've learned a lot from you. You, you've helped me out. I am coming with you to the ministry to fight. He's so loyal and he's so brave and he's determined. Deathly Hallows, I am leading the motherfucking Hogwarts resistance. Even when Ginny and Luna are forced to leave, I will carry on the fight, hiding from the teachers and all the authority figures, and just fighting. Harry says that the snake needs to die. I I don't know what's going on with that, but I'll do it. I will make it happen. Yeah. I don't understand what what I'm doing or why, but I understand well, I don't understand the the reasons why this needs to be done. Yeah, but, but I you know te- that it's important. You tell me it needs to be done, I will do it. I trust you. I am loyal to you, and I'm gonna do the shit that needs done. <sighs> My boy. Fucking so <laughs> Also, also, also his worst fear being his professor whom he sees on a daily basis and still has the courage to walk into that potions classroom he faces his greatest fear every single day of him fucking sorting it out we're not doing sorting out today because the whole fucking podcast is sorting out but sorting it out the harry potter books are now about the silver trio because <laughs> they're way more interesting compelling characters so Neville. I, I feel like I'm going to cry just, like, thinking too much about Neville. Well, let's move on <laughs> okay. to the final member of the Silver Trio. Uh-huh. It's Luna Lovegood, a character introduced uh, more than halfway through the series, when four books have already happened, and yet is clearly a main fucking character. Yeah. Luna fucking Lovegood. She <clears throat> really, she really, like, she shows up late to the party, but she really, uh... Yeah. Now, here's the thing about Luna, though. Luna, as written in Goblet of... Uh, Luna, as written in Order of the Phoenix, is not the same character from Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows or the movies. No. Because the the bits of Luna that were there that were great were latched onto, and those became Luna going forward. Yeah. Luna in Order of the Phoenix? Kind of horrible. Oh, yeah. She's, I think they, she's pretty mean. We should have kept some of that. Maybe, but, like, she's mean to the nice... like the She's mean to the characters we know and like, right? And... I think maybe at first she's like I don't think she always means to be mean. I hope Grubbly Plank stays. I never really liked Hagrid. It's like she's just she's just extremely honest. Yeah, I suppose. Um, 
And I think, I think she sort of puts up a wall early on a bit because she's so used to just getting teased by everyone. Mm. Like, I don't, like, her, I don't think her instinct is to be nice. Yeah, here's the thing about her being teased as well. Like, we talk about Ginny, like, standing up for her and whatever, but Ginny is the first person that we ever hear call her loony Lovegood. She's sort of like, I always got the impression that that was like, oh, like, you don't know her? Do you know her as, like, this name? Like, yeah. th- th- this is how she's sort of referred to. I think it's that she didn't particularly, like, she wasn't close to her, only knew her herself through classes and had heard the Fair name. Enough. And then after the events of Over the Phoenix yeah. changes, like, her mindset and becomes better. Sure. Probably. Um, but, yeah, she she does... She's a little abrasive at first. Yeah. <laughs> it's because she's, like, extremely honest and she doesn't really have a filter. But let's talk about who Luna is and who she is unarguably. Luna is passionate. Yeah. What she believes is weird and out there, but she believes it and she loves it and she is so into it. And she is so proud of her fucking father. Yeah. Um, and she, she doesn't care that no one else... Yeah. Is into the stuff that she's into. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I don't. Whatever, man. Like, this crumple horn snork pack. Snork pack. Snork pack. Snork pack. Let's. Totally a thing. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about her belief in her father's obvious fictions and mm. compare, compare Luna's Ravenclaw intelligence to Hermione. Because mm. Hermione is obviously intelligent. She she's very yes. knowledgeable and she's very, she understands a lot of things very well. She yes. will not even take a moment to consider that anything Luna is talking about is true because she's not read it in a book herself. It's just in the Quibbler. Despite the fact that eight years ago, she didn't think magic was real. Yeah. And the moment she heard about that, she was all in. It's like, Hermione, you're in a world of fucking magic. Are you really saying you don't believe that there are perhaps some creatures out there that haven't been fully documented yet? Like, go and ask David Attenborough what he thinks about fire-breathing dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Like no. Uh, Luna... What if there's a third level, a third society, even more secret than wizards, like double wizard, who are keeping the Crumplehog Snorkax <laughs> from regular wizards? Maybe. Maybe. Illuminati confirmed. I mean, um... <laughs> wizards are basically the Illuminati. Kind of. House hot take. Um, Luna's intelligence is more of an open-minded. Yes. She. She doesn't believe in things because they've been proven. She believes in, like, the possibility of things. Yeah. She's sort of looking past, like, like black and white and seeing... What could be. Yeah. Potential. Um, she's curious. She's curious. She's imaginative. Um, and she's not, like, tied down by, by, by a logic. Like, she has logic, but not in the... Not in, like, the book sense that Hermione has logic. She's intelligent in the way of ancient Greek philosophers who would say say things like a featherless biped is a man. Prove me otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she would say, like, here here is my understanding of the world based on the evidence. And, like, she develops, like, her own ideas and theories and she doesn't just take things for granted. Yes. Um, She's she's very much an outside-of-the-box thinker. Yeah. She she looks at things from different angles that mm-hmm. that many people wouldn't consider because that's weird. That's not how things are. And she's not all she's not always in the wrong. Like she obviously she doesn't know what thestrals are in the book. Otherwise, she would have told Harry about them when she said she can see them too, and she'd have yeah, explained. Yeah. And then the moment she'd have said the word thestral, Hermione would have been like, "Oh yeah, oh that's those." That makes sense. Um, yeah. But she 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 doesn't say anything like that because she doesn't know herself. But she sees them and she understands this. And she doesn't quite get why, but she understands that they're real and that other people can't see them. And so she's got her own understanding of them based on that. Yeah. 
And Hermione would be like, yeah, no, you're clearly just making it up. And it's like, no, I, like, yeah, just this because... is just a thing that you don't understand from your perspective. I understand it from my perspective. The same is true of Snorkax and... Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Ra- I think, I think, I think and... part of that, like, her seeing the Thestral... Did she, did she see them since her first year? Yes. Okay. Her mother died before she started Hogwarts. So her seeing those since her first year when no one else mm-hmm. could, and she probably, like, was like... What are these? Like, what? what is this? And people are like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, that probably really solidified in her, like, not everyone sees things the way that I see them. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that the way that I see them is wrong. Yeah. Quick um, aside, someone should probably mention at some point, oh, by the way, Thestrals exist. Yeah, because Neville could see them too. Yeah. It wouldn't have been... And to be fair, it wouldn't have even been, like, before they arrived at Hogwarts, because they don't travel by the, the carriages yeah. They don't go by the boats. So just at the leaving feast, Dumbledore should just be like, oh, by the way, first years, you might see some death horses. Don't worry about it. Most people can't see them, but you might see them and they are there. Don't freak out. <laughs> yeah. And don't use magic. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, do we Does Neville mention No. Like, like we know that Neville's already always been able to see them, but like do, do we know if he ever like was like, Hey, can you guys see this? No. He, he, we don't know th- we okay. don't know one way or the other because it's like it do- they don't become relevant until it's relevant to Harry's journey fair enough I'm just which I is wondering... why which is why it's not brought up at the end of Goblet of Fire after Harry just watched Cedric die mm. because oh well he hasn't processed the fact that he saw him die yet whatever, which means whatever. the magic doesn't work fuck off whatever um I'm, I'm just wondering if like maybe Neville did know that Thestrals exist mm. like his grandmother told him Maybe. And was like, yeah, when you go to school, you're probably going to see the Thestrals. Maybe. Or um, he may- maybe after, like, he got back, like, later that day from having seen them the first time, he could yeah, have asked her about yeah. it. Like, yeah, he probably just got told. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, was it fucking convenient that Harry has a lesson teaching him about them in the same year that they first he first <laughs> sees them, though. That is something. <sighs> that so is never- something. So L- Luna's a Ravenclaw. Is yeah, the point there. Luna is absolutely a Ravenclaw. We've got two more main characters to get through. Alright. Dumblefuck. Oh. Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. We are told he is a Gryffindor. Because I guess he has fought some bad guys. I don't think that one was thought through. I don't think Sorry. when he was established and we were told that he's a Gryffindor in like the first books, I don't think his full story had been figured out yet the idea that he is also the mastermind behind the like the good side of the wizarding war i'm not sure his whole story is still figured out yet like oh it's not what's going on with fantastic beasts i don't know (sighs) i don't want to know no (laughs) but apparently he's pure of heart according (laughs) to fantastic beasts sounds fake to me pure of fucking heart that guy that guy who is like i will raise this child for slaughter yeah, I'll send him away to the, the, the muggles where he'll be uh, emotionally and physically abused for his entire life. That, that'll that be beneficial for me. It'll make him easier to control later in life. Oh, it's because of blood magic. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bl- yeah, yeah. 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 By the way, found family is meaningless. It's your blood relatives that matter. Fuck off. And there's no other way to keep Harry safe and protect him except for blood magic. Uh, Mr. Uh... 
I kind of dated Grindelwald, and we were maybe going to kill all the muggles together in our youth? I don't know, maybe. Also, he did blood magic with Grindelwald, apparently. Mm. He had a blood pact, so they couldn't hurt each other. Until one of them did, and then it was broken. Ah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's very Gryffindor. <laughs> like, even the, the, the Dumbledore we're supposed to understand is this wise old mentor. How is that not Ravenclaw? Like, first of all, but second of all, Dumbledore is the most Slytherin motherfucker of all fucking time. I have proof. Go you on. just mentioned, like, blood pack stuff. Uh-huh. How many, how many characters throughout the series do we see do some kind of blood pack or unbreakable vow? <laughs> something along those lines. How many of those characters do we do that? The only time I think I can think of is one, besides Dumbledore. Or mentioned of. Is there more that I can't think of? Because I can only think of the one unbreakable vow. Apart from when Fred tried to make Ron do one. Oh, fair enough. Uh, if you've got more, then by all means. No, I thought there was another one. Definitely not Unbreakable Vow, because that was just something that was brought up and didn't really ever matter. Hmm. Well, didn't... Didn't Malfoy do one and Snape do one? Malfoy didn't. Snape did one about Malfoy, and was talking to Malfoy about it. Oh, okay. I thought Malfoy had done one... With who? And- with like Voldemort, and that's why he he had to kill Dumbledore. Or like no, no, no. The son. reason that Malfoy would die if he didn't do it was because Voldemort would personally kill oh, him. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought it was an unbreakable map. No, no. Voldemort's just a bit of a murder boy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, my point being, we never see the Gryffindors doing shit like this. No. We never see the good guys, you know, like forcibly contracting someone against. Maybe against their will, or except in fan fiction, eh. <laughs> um, you know, unpunishable, unpunishable by death or whatever. Like, no, you don't really see that. <laughs> the good guys doing shit like that. More than that, though, Dumbledore is the most manipulative bitch. Fuck yeah! Literally every single character who's got, like, a, like every everyone around him who's got like a unique. Thing that they can bring to the table yes is there because he, they have been manipulated because they are outsiders and outcasts that Dumbledore has brought in to be closed oh he, isn't Dumbledore so magnanimous and great because he cares for everyone no he, he brings in the people that can help him he handpicked those folks like oh <laughs> uh, yes Lupin there's, there's this young boy who's a werewolf before he gets raised to hate humans and be pro werewolf I will raise him to like humans and I will help him and let him come to Hogwarts and pe- make a part of my inner circle He'll still be homeless for a while until I need him to be a teacher again and I can use him again. Yeah, yeah. And he'll still be a friggin' loser outcast with no one around him. But, but in the grand scheme of things, having a werewolf on our side who maybe can liaise with the other werewolves would mm-hmm. be very beneficial. Hagrid has been expelled and his one broken because he has appeared to have been murdering children. Mm. I mean, I want know a job? That, I know that that's bullshit. Yeah, I'm not going to prove that or do anything myself about that. Yeah, we're not going to do anything about it. But I do want him to think that I'm very kind and generous. So yeah. I'm going to let him stay here. And then maybe someday... He can go and talk to some giants for me. because giant-like I know strength he... may come in handy. You said giant-like strength. No, he is a giant. He's half-giant. He's not yeah. as strong as an actual yeah. giant. It's not the strength that he wants him for. It's to go and talk to the giants. That too. I was trying to list another example other than nope. go talk to the no, other No, but guys. that's the point. He he wants people who can bring in other outside groups. Yeah. Like, that's why he yeah. uses these people. Like, it's... Yeah. It, 
he does the exact same thing with Hagrid that he does with Lupin. He does. That's why it's such a big, like... <sighs> like and he does it with Harry, too. Yeah! Snape! Snape? Like, so fucking manipulative and abusive. Like... Like, yes, Snape's evil and sucks and shit, but he's like, yeah, okay, Snape, but... come and join my side and I'll help protect Lily. The emotional blackmail he uses on Snape is very fucked up. She has a child who survived. He has her eyes. You fucker. <laughs> Dumbledore. What is wrong with you? This man is grieving. Yeah, like, 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 let's be clear. Snape sucks and he's fucked up and whatever. Yeah, and he, yeah. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not like rooting for Snape. But, but like, like, give him a minute. <laughs> oh, and let's, let's make Snape feel special and good and important. Sometimes I think we saw it too soon. You're brave, Snape. Mm. So brave to do what you're doing. Brave. Brave like Lily was. Brave like yeah, all of all of your new good guy friends are. Be be brave like Lily. Be you'll be closer to her. Yeah. Even though she's dead now. Harry finds out that in Snape's words, Dumbledore raised him as a pig for slaughter, and Harry's like, "I, off to the slaughterhouse then." He's he's too deep. He's in too deep. <laughs> he trusts Dumbledore too much. He shouldn't. No. Dumbledore is the most resourceful character. Yeah. The way he brings everyone together and uses yeah. them. For, like, he plays fraternity in yeah. a way that Slytherins don't. Because Slytherin, it's not like you have to be pure blood. You don't have to be pure blood to be in Dumbledore's inner circle. Mm -hmm. But you can be You can choose to be part of Dumbledore's inner circle and be welcomed in. And then you are close and special and important and protected yeah. in a way that others aren't. Yeah. But, but yes, but we fight to protect other people. But in our, at our own convenience. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore is Slytherin, like... Yeah, uh, yeah, Dumbledore is a Slytherin. Yeah. So Voldemort might be. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... Tom Marvolo Riddle. Like, again, main character is the big bad. What's that to say? He's, he's very clearly... He's a... He's, he's a Slytherin the same way Malfoy is. He's written as a villain, but just on, like... They're both written as the villain, just on a different scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, he exemplifies all those bad traits of Slytherin. Yeah. In the same way Dumbledore does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just on opposite sides. Yeah, they're, they're doing real simple. Dumbledore's doing less murder. Yeah, they're both doing creepy, manipulative, shady shit. Yeah. But Dumbledore's doing it to, to quote unquote protect people, and Voldemort's doing it to amass power and murder. Yeah, like they have different goals, but same methods, same means. Yeah, but but Dumbledore... less unforgivable curses for Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore is trying to you know not have all the Muggles exterminated anymore. I changed my mind. Yeah. Um, so, like, he... And to be fair, I mean, that's... He... Kudos. That's an important thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with being wrong and then realizing you were wrong. Yeah. Um, and he he's okay sacrificing a few people mm. to, to save the, the greater good, so to speak. Um, and Tom Riddle's okay with sacrificing everyone to save himself. Yeah, like, that's what's different, is that Dumbledore will sacrifice a few to save the many... Yeah. Uh, Voldemort wants to just murder everyone. And to be fair, Dumbledore puts his money where his mouth is and does sacrifice himself. It's, yeah, he was fair. already on his deathbed, but he does sacrifice himself. He does, yeah, yeah. Like he, like to maintain Snape's like Snape's facade. He's like, okay, well, kill me then. Yeah. Um, you gotta do what you gotta like, do. Sure, sure, he's he's still there and he's very manipulative, but yeah. I I think he his goals were genuine. Yes. Um, whereas Voldemort's goals are genocide. <laughs> now, to be fair, Voldemort's goals are still genuine. He, <laughs> it's genuine he, genocide. He never lies about what he no. wants. 
Well, no, he does, actually. He very much does lie mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Help me, Harry. Give me the stone and we can bring your parents back. No, what? You, no, the f- you can't. What are you saying? Eternal life, Harry. What? I promise I won't eat you or feed you to my snake. Who are you? What is this? I promise I won't feed you to an Asian woman. That's really specific and weird. <laughs> Why would you even say that? Because I'm not going to do it. In fact, in fact, I won't feed you to any women. Not a single woman. No women will eat Harry Potter on my watch. Do you hear me? Everybody listening. I won't let any women eat Harry Potter. You there? I see you with the knife and fork. Put them down. No. Go have a cheeseburger instead. Do you think, do you think wizards eat cheeseburgers? <laughs> Do you think wizards have a cheeky Nando's? <laughs> Ron Weasley loves a cheeky Nando's. Ron, the twins? The well, twins love a tweaky. Well, Nando's wasn't open before Fred was di- dead. Oh. Fred died before Nando's oh, opened. Oh, no. Fred never got to experience Nando's. No cheeky Nando's for Fred and George. <laughs> <laughs> that made me sad. Oh, no, no, that can be a cheeky Nando's for Fred and George. It's just George taking his son, Fred. Mm, I don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, mm-hmm. I think it's time. It's time. It's time. One final time. One final time for the final lightning bolt round. <laughs> Alex, tell me about the Hogwarts house of one Severus Snape. No, I think that one was accurate. So yeah, he's a Slytherin. But we saw it too soon. No. 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 Why? Give me one reason he's a Slytherin. He's still a selfish asshole the whole way through. <laughs> Give me one reason that's not just being mean. Uh. No, you being mean to the character. I mean, give me one actual like quality of being a Slytherin. Right. Snape. Okay. Um. I mean, he is cunning. Yeah. Uh. And resourceful. Cool. Like. That's are... all. I'm good. Yeah. I just wanted you to say one thing apart from he's an asshole. No, I said he's he's selfish. Okay, but that's still kind of just... I, I meant it in, like, the, the self... Self-preservative. Pr- yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, JD, will you tell me about McGonagall? Minerva McGonagall. There's a lot that could be said about McGonagall, but, like, she and Flitwick, importantly, are supposedly, like, about, I think around the same age, possibly the exact, like, sorted in the same year, I think. Mm. And supposedly they were both hat stalls between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw mm-hmm. and lent in opposite directions. Yeah. I think McGonagall's a Ravenclaw. Hmm. She's very intelligent and studious. And yes, she is brave and goes out to fight, but you can do that and be a Ravenclaw. Luna friggin' Lovegood. Yeah. Like, I think she I think she does value that intelligence and learning more than just the headstrong Russian to action. I think she's very aggravated by the headstrong Russian reaction of her students. Yeah. And she <laughs> she she admires it. Like she appreciates Harry for everything he does and all. But also she needs a break. <laughs> She's probably, she's probably constantly like, but the Ravenclaws don't get up to nearly this much shit. Phileas, I've made a mistake. Phileas, can we swap? <laughs> Phileas, please. Sorry, but no, they can't hear you. <laughs> the swish and flick. <laughs> anyway, Alex, tell me about Fred and George. Ooh. <laughs> I think Fred and, I don't think Fred and George are Gryffindors. No. I think like Ron, I think they're I think they're Slytherins. They're extremely ambitious. They are so ambitious. They're defined with a drive to open yeah. this joke shop. Yeah. And they- like they're 
they're like very skilled and talented and yes of course they are you know brave and yeah. and all of that gryffindor stuff as well yeah. um but i and they don't show as many of the dick sides of slytherin as ron does no but they but, are oh, they're just they're so ambitious ambition and they, is a, such a defining word for them and they do not care about like what anyone else they're they're going to do their thing they're mm-hmm. gonna make it happen yeah they're not studious also then like they don't they're not intelligent in the way of a rim they're intelligent yeah 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 for their own goals yes they're everything not... they do is for like their own success yeah yeah absolutely they're absolutely so they're so slytherin in the best ways to be slytherin yeah uh what are you talking about percy weasley percy weasley is slytherin in the exact same ways as ron and fred and george taken to the next level <laughs> <laughs> Again, he abandons his family yeah. because he doesn't feel his father is ambitious enough. Yeah. That literally happens using that word. How how did this whole family get into Gryffindor? Like that's not Because the plot wanted it. Because oh, they're Gryffindors, they're the good guys. Slytherins can't be good guys. I feel like families would be much more varied than Of course than they shown. would. Of course they would. Like, oh, well, but Padma and Parvati are in different houses, so that's fine. I was just going to so say, fine. Padma and Parvati are, are a great example of that. Like, they're twins and they're in different yeah. houses. Like, Fred and, George, Fred and George are the same character, and yeah. that's by design. Yeah. And the other characters are all different. Percy is, like, his whole goal is to r- keep rising up. I'm a prefect, I'm important. Now I'm a head boy, that's more important. Now I'm at the ministry. Now I'm working directly under Cornelius Fudge, and I'm rising, and I'm rising, and I'm rising. And it's like, but if you wanted to rise to the top, you should have stuck with Hermione. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? No, his his goals are... He's fairly short-sighted with his goals. Yeah. He's not playing the long game. He wants to get as high and as fast as mm-hmm. possible. All right, if we, keep, if we keep going up, Alex, tell me about Charlie Weasley. Ooh, Charlie Weasley's the cool one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Bill. Eh. Uh, they both got some cool aspects. Bill's got an earring. Bill has an earring. Is Charlie the one with long hair or is that Bill? That's Bill. Okay. Um, Charlie's the dragon one. Charlie's the dragon one. The ace one. Yeah. Uh, I think Charlie's still a Gryffindor. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I. Yeah. We don't know enough about him, to be fair. He's the least developed Weasley. Yeah. But from what we hear, he's very cool. He was super down to just, like, fly to Hogwarts and rescue a baby dragon that one time. Not personally. He sent friends, but he was still super down. Dragon? 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 Yeah, um... I like a dragon. That's very Gryffindor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me about Bill. Bill Weasley. <sighs> he works as a curse breaker for Gringotts. Translation, he goes to foreign countries and steals their, their money and artifacts. A little bit. And that's just a cool... That's a cool job that's desirable and liked. Is it the 1920s and we're uh, exploring and raiding... Egyptian tombs and and stealing the artifacts for our own museums. What is this? What year is it? What's happening? He works for the bank, but he works for the bank in a cool way. I don't. No, it it it's so skeevy, and I don't even understand. I don't understand how it was ever considered okay. If it was like I work for, I work to break the curses so that the local governments can go in. Like if he was like a freelance guy, not associated with the bank. Yeah, it's weird that he's doing it for the bank. Why is yeah. he doing it for... Why is the bank doing this? Because it's Britain. And, uh. like, Britain steals artifacts from every other country. That's just what Britain does. And the wizards never stopped. Yeah, why would they? Who's going to stop them? 
The magical. Well, you see, magical artifacts are different. They're not. They're anyway, not. Bill. Yeah, I'm gonna go Slytherin because I'm sorry, but that just that goal is just too skeevy not to be. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Arthur Weasley. Arthur Weasley is a Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, here's the thing. Percy said he's got no ambition. He's got ambition. It's just not to be, like, it's not in his career that he's ambitious. Yeah. He does his job because he's got to make money to yeah. care for his family. He cares about other things. Yeah. Um, and he... He's so kind and he's so, like, non-judgmental. That like I, he he feels so Hufflepuff to me. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Getting sort of like shunned by like for loving Muggle stuff as much as he does, but still like being so into it and being like, "That's eh, what I love. Muggles are cool. Like, what are you gonna do about it? I don't know. I like it." He's a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Will you tell me about Molly Weasley? Molly Weasley is the most passionate, feisty, angry, will punch you in the face Hufflepuff you've ever met. <laughs> like she defends her family and her loved ones and anyone frankly to the literal death she murders someone over it literally yeah yeah you don't mess with her kids no and her kids her, the group of people considered her kids grows yeah that's not just her biological children no no it's not you don't mess with her kids metaphorically or or physically like just no the Hufflepuff Alex tell me about Sirius Black Sirius Black, I think, was only sorted into Gryffindor because he wanted to prove his fa- prove to his family that he wasn't a, a Slytherin. Yeah, the same way, kind of the same as Harry, really. Yeah, just defiance. Yeah, um, not to say that there isn't a streak of Gryffindor in him. No, of course, he's, he's brave and he, headstrong and rushes in. He's very brave, headstrong, rushes in, no thoughts. But I, I still think he's Slytherin. You do? I do. I'm gonna say I do think so. I I like lightning bolt round, so I'm not gonna fight you on it or anything. But I would probably still say Gryffindor. Hmm. Uh, will you tell me about Remus Lupin? Remus Lupin, who is gay and <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um. Yeah. That, that that's it. Do I need to say anything else? What house are gay? Oh, people? I suppose. <laughs> oh fucking no way! Am I going down that road? <laughs> Started it. Uh, Answer the question. Now, to be fair, the only gay character we sorted so far was Slytherin. <laughs> do, right. Do, do, so, do. It's like, who the fuck? Because to be fair, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think they've edited it out of the movie. <laughs> we were promised hot gay Dumbledore. Where is our hot gay Dumbledore? Look, there's a line about it. There's like one line. Is that, is that no. good? That's about as good as after the books were finished and released, posting online somewhere that he's gay. To be fair, if, like, considering the movies are set du- during the time he's fighting Grindelwald, it would have been a little bit weird if they just stopped and he'd started making out with Mads Mikkelsen. I think they should. <laughs> and that should be the poster image. Yeah. We were promised hot gay Dumbledore, and I am... <coughs> We were all let down. The poster should just be an image of Jude Law and Maz Mickelson making out while fucking Eddie Redmayne's just like way in the back peeking over their shoulders like, Hey, I'm he's here like, too. He's like way in the back like writing some magical creature that has nothing to do with the plot. Fantastic Beasts, am I right? <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and the makeouts of Dumbledore. Like, what is the naming? As, we're off topic, but what is the naming convention for these it's movies? It's just Fantastic it's- Beasts colon now. 
there's nothing. Uh, it's not. It's absolutely nothing. It's nothing. There's, there was never. A, there was never. A, it was never about the beasts. The first one was partly. Even yeah. then, it was only partly. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Remus, I think, is a Ravenclaw. He's intelligent and studious and cares. And, like he's kind of Gryffindor because again, because he wants to be included. Mm. He wants to be close, and you can't be friends with people from a different house. Mm. Um, I do think that he's he's definitely brave. Oh yeah, and, of course yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like Ravenclaw for him. One thing he doesn't have though that Neville has, he doesn't stand up to his friends. Mm. He wouldn't. He would ne- He would he not stand did. up to James and Re- Sirius no. when they're doing the wrong thing, which happened frequently. Yeah, he just ignored it. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Crab and or Goyle. Vinny and Greg. Vinny and Greg. As they were originally on the list, but I thought this was our serious list, so I changed it. But all right, Vinny and Greg. Vinny and Greg, are, they're still slithering. Yeah, they don't, they have, like... Do they have personality? Their personality is bad guys, and we stand up with Draco until the end, when now we're with Voldemort. Yeah, still there. Yeah. Will you tell me about the Dursleys? Mm. Someone who doesn't have a designated house previously. Yeah, man. I'm going to sort Petunia Dursley right now. Ha <laughs> ha! She wishes. Um, I mean, like, Vernon's obviously a Slytherin. He, like, he cares about maintaining appearances and images and, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Petunia. status guy. I, yeah, Petunia's the same. She yeah. really is. Now, Dudley, like, Dudley, throughout most of the series, is the same. Because he's raised to believe that way. Yeah. Like, he is a case where it would be said sorted too soon. Mm. Because he would have been sorted as a Slytherin initially, and I'm not saying he even necessarily st- stops being Slytherin, but he, like he changes throughout the series yeah. in ways that many characters don't at all. Yeah, like Harry saves his life and he's like, thanks. Yeah. That was very cool of you. You didn't I, have to do that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> gonna, how shitty I've been to you. I'm going to have to say Slytherin still because we, yeah, we don't yeah. get to see what he becomes later in life. No. But I think he would, I think he ha- at least has the potential to change. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Hagrid. Ooh. Rubius Hagrid, Keeper of Keys and Grounds at Hogwarts. Yeah. Remember how he's the Keeper of Keys? Yeah, what is that? And when did that ever come up? Oh, once. He kept Harry's key. His Gringotts key. Did he just make that up on the spot? I don't know. It never comes up again. Because we do know he's the groundskeeper, but you know who's actually going to have all of the keys? Is Filch. I don't think he necessarily... Well, mm, uh, I think it might be... I think that might just be a word... A, hog, a bullshit magic word for Hogwarts Treasurer? Like he keeps the mm. he keeps the key to the Hogwarts Gringotts vault. Is Hagrid in charge of Hogwarts finances? He's probably not in charge of the finances, mm. but no, he's I think probably he is. the person who goes and fetches the money. House hot take. Hagrid is in charge of Hogwarts finances now. <laughs> so his no no it, it fits right right. Go okay. with me on this. Okay. Hermione brings Spew to Hagrid and says like, "Hey, we should fight for House Half Rights. You are also an oppressed minority. Do you want to help with this?" And he's like. No, 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 no. House elves love being. They don't want to get paid for their work. The reason he's saying that is because he's in charge of Hogwarts finances and he doesn't want to stop paying the employees. We don't have room for that in the budget. Hermione, do you know how much we have to pay for every new defense teacher? The price keeps going up because no one wants it. (laughs) We have to keep offering more every year. Hermione, I keep. Hermione, last year there was. Hermione, I've got to grow a maze in the Quidditch pitch and then I've got to remove it. Do you know? Do you know how much money that costs? Do you know how much I spent on the sc- on the scutes? Do you know how much gardening supplies is? And Snape keeps asking for potions, bullshit. Like McGonagall wants mice. 
Why doesn't she just transfigure her own mice? Apparently you can do that. Use whatever objects you turned into mice last year. It's called recycling. <laughs> but she wants new mice. Why does she need new mice every year? She try. <laughs> Hermione, I'm trying here. Hermione, please. The Hogwarts board meeting and like budget meeting and Hagrid's just like Hagrid's got out a little like calculator thing and like the little. <laughs> it's a really big calculator actually because his fingers have to be able to press the buttons. Yeah. And this year we're going to play host to the Triwizard Tournament. Hagrid starts crying. We... The, do we have excess budget for that? Are they pitching in? Are the other schools helping pay since they're not hosting? What do you mean we've got 40 more mouths to feed this year? What do you mean we're having two feasts one night after the other? Your ball! We have to hire musicians? That's not in the budget. Why can't we just get a fucking DJ? Why are we hiring the most popular band in the fucking world, Dumbledore? And Dumbledore's <laughs> over there, like, spinning around his chair, like, wee! <laughs> We're gonna have so much fun! <laughs> Everyone's gonna dance! I'm gonna wear my shiny clothes! Hagrid, Professor Snape will be taking extra classes this year to teach Harry occlumency, so he's going to be two teachers, so you need to pay him as two teachers. Next year, Hagrid, I've decided I'm going to teach Harry, so I need to get more pay. <laughs> but I'm not going to be here most of the time anyway, but I still want the money, Professor. <laughs> Professor Dumbledore, sir. I'm at my wit's end. <laughs> There's no budget left. We don't make money. We have, we get like a we get a little bit of funding from the ministry, and we've been in a deficit for three years now. I, we I, haven't recovered from the Yoba. I still don't understand why we have Filch on staff when we've got the house elves. What could, he doesn't even have magic. What can he do that the house elves can't? Dumb, no, Dumbledore's <laughs> saving him in case he needs a liaison. <laughs> <laughs> Squib community. Uh, oh no, that no, he's got a squib. That's what. That's what fucking. Um... Yeah, he collects all of them. <laughs> See, he he took he he grabbed Filch first, but it turns out he wasn't very personable. So he was like, "All right, I guess we'll also grab this other one." Fig, Arabella Fig. Yeah, Fig and Filch. <laughs> when we listed all the people that Dumbledore manipulates, I forgot her. Because mm. she's... she was just a pointless plot twist. Yeah, he really was just like. I'm gonna befriend this magicless woman so that she can babysit. babysit. <laughs> Cause I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not gonna be the the weird guy that lives down the street. I don't got time for that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Anyway, what character were we on? Hagrid. Yes. <laughs> you threw Hagrid to me. Hagrid's a Gryffindor. Is he? Uh, no, actually, Hagrid's probably Hufflepuff. Yeah, I, I prefer that. Um, he's yeah. He loves the animals. He's very kind and patient and hard work. He's extremely kind and patient and hardworking. Yeah. Yeah. He's worked so hard as treasurer. <laughs> this is the one part of the show that, like, I am going to miss. <laughs> is, like, <laughs> the bullshit, like... Hagrid, the Hogwarts treasurer. Yeah, when we go off on, like, little tangents of, like, what if, what if Hogwarts was like this? Or, like, what if the world of Harry Potter was like this? What if, what if Harry and Ginny got a divorce? Do you remember that one? Nope. <laughs> I, I thought it was really funny. 
<laughs> Will you tell me about Cedric Diggory? My boy. <laughs> My boy. My boy. Our, oh, oh, our boy? Son? <laughs> son? I'll be a better father than Amos ever was. <laughs> Damn. What? Amos Diggory fucking sucked. Yeah. Fine, he's your boy until he dies, and when he's a ghost, he's my boy. <laughs> I will do everything in my power to protect my boy. <laughs> About that. Anyway, Cedric Diggory, he's the pinnacle of everything a Hufflepuff canon should be. He is a shining star of Hufflepuff. Yeah. A lot of Gryffindor in him, obviously. Yeah. A lot of Ravenclaw in him, frankly. Yeah. He's brave and intelligent and great at everything. But at his core, he is fair, he is just, he is kind. Yeah. Oh, Harry fell off his broom. I've caught the snitch already, but call off the match. Oh, Harry helped me when I knew, when I didn't know anything about the task, but he did. I owe him. I know I him about the task him. now. I will tell him about it. Uh, we both got here at the same time. We helped each other to get here. I'm only here because Harry, like, saved me. Yeah. Take the, take the cup. Take the cup. You earned it. Yeah. Let's take it together. Like... Oh, Harry wants to date Chuck? I give you my blessing! I love it! Yeah! Like... We can share. Dude! Menage a trois? <laughs> I heard you think that I'm handsome, too. Yeah! You want to handle this? <laughs> Very generous. Very generous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to you for having to listen to that in the future. Alex. Yeah, absolutely Hufflepuff though, and I love Cedric Digger. <laughs> Alex, yeah, I said Hufflepuff. I know, I'm agreeing with okay. you. Okay, Alex, tell me about Cho Chang, y'all. Um, aside from being racist in concept, um, <laughs> as a whole, <sighs> we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, I love that she's Scottish in the film. That is great because the actress is Scottish. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because turns good. out, good, she should be. Um, I don't. <laughs> Does she have a personality? Um. Plays a Quidditch. Plays a Quidditch. Cries. Has, has emotions. She's emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she, she can stay in Ravenclaw. <laughs> Got no reason why she wouldn't be. Mm. Uh, tell me about Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. So he goes on the run in the last book, but before that, we don't really get much of a reason why he's particularly Gryffindor. Mm. So I'm going to latch on to the fact that he is described as being the the artist. Mm. He's apparently a very good drawer and does lots of banners and things. So I'm going to say Ravenclaw. He's got that creativity. Yeah, that's fun. Alex, tell me about Seamus Finnegan. Uh, Seamus Finnegan is more likely to believe his family than Harry. Or the prophet than Harry. He, he, he trusts his mother who trusts the prophet. Yeah, that's what it is. Which, like, I respect. Yeah, like, that's not unreasonable. Yeah. Like, Seamus turning on Harry? Like... Makes a lot more sense than a lot of other things. It makes yeah. more sense than any time Ron did. Yeah. And, like, we, we get a lot of good reasoning for it. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that at all. No. I think that's honestly a bit of loyalty. Like, he's he's loyal mm. to... Yeah. It's just not loyal to Harry. Yeah, he's just not loyal to Harry. Later um, he is. Yeah. He comes around. Um, yeah. I think he's probably still a Gryffindor. Yeah. Also, fucking brave as shit to try and turn water into rum and make it explode all the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he never, he's never afraid to, to try. Mr. Finnegan can handle that. I, I remember he has a particular proclivity for pyrotechnics. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It was, so, it was, it was dumb. 
It was dumb. It was dumb gag added to the movies, but I'm here for it. They they really made that pay off. Yeah, with with right? that one the line. recurring gag, and then like, oh now now Seamus is in charge of blowing up the bridge. Like it really was just like a nothing. Like okay, I guess they like I don't think they had intended for it. No, to of course not. Go anywhere. It was like um, a bunch of different people writing it and directing it anyway. Yeah, like but of course like, not. That line really paid. Yeah, really paid it off. They just used what that had been established in yeah. a great way. It's good. It's yeah. good. Um. Tell me about Parvati. Parvati is a girl who's there at Hogwarts and she believes in divination and Trelawney and she dates Harry and apparently she's pretty and she has a twin. Butterfly clips. (laughs) And she's on first name terms with um, Pansy Parkinson in the first book. Pansy calls her Parvati. Yeah. I think just because the author didn't fucking think it through properly. That's fair. I don't know. I've got no reason not to just say still Gryffindor, I guess. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Lavender Brown. Ooh. Uh... Oh, sorry. I've just been informed. It's, it's half the prince now. She's Lavender White now. <laughs> Gross. Hi-oh! Um, uh, Lavender Brown is uh, like Parvati. She's she's big into like the divination stuff. She thinks Trelawney's really cool. Uh, she thinks Ferenz is hot. She does. She's very just like teenage girl yeah like she gives me she gives me big like goofy teenage girl obsessed with her first boyfriend yeah yeah even though her attraction to him came completely out of nowhere and i guess she just kind of picked him because she thought it would be easy i i mean why why does she suddenly out of nowhere have is she obsessed with ron i don't know right it's completely out of nowhere and arbitrary yeah she just decides you know what I want a boyfriend. How about that one? That's what I'm saying. She just yeah. picks someone that she thinks would be easy for her to get and keep. Yeah, he's like he's he's cute enough. He's gotten he's gotten tall lately. Yeah, he's he's fine. But like I like Harry's Harry. Everyone's gonna be fighting over Harry. Yeah. No one's gonna be fighting over Ron. Clearly, no one's actually attracted to him. I'm pretty sure Harry and Hermione are dating. So it's fair game. He's tall. That's all. That what more do you want? <laughs> just you know, if we have children, hopefully they'll get my hair and not his. <laughs> um. I don't. I don't know. I feel, I feel like there is enough to like read into her character, but I can't remember very many specifics. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna stick with Gryffindor. Sure. It's fine. Will you tell me about Lucius? Lucius Malfoy is a fucking fuck fuck. <laughs> he's just rich and and hateful for no reason. He's like he's just more of the worst of Slytherin. He's yeah. Just, yeah. He's his son, but older. How about Narcissa Malfoy? Narcissa Malfoy is a little bit more interesting. Oh, she's so much more interesting. She's much more interesting um, because she she pri- she puts her family before her yeah, boss. She cares more about her family than than the all powerful murder boss. Yeah, she is really willing to risk her own life. She lies to the face of a man who is known to read people's minds and emotions. Yeah, to for the chance to save her son. Yeah, uh, that's Gryffindor. Okay. That moment, I mean, yeah, like yeah. I don't know if if the if the rest of in the rest of her life that holds up, but yeah. we don't see a lot of that. No, pick pick her defining character moments from the series. Yeah, yeah. um, and maybe maybe we saw it too soon. Maybe she grows into more of a Gryffindor. Uh, I'm here for it. And also, like we've seen, Gryffindor and Slytherin have a lot of overlap. Yeah. You can be that that asshole character and and still be a can. Gryffindor. So I'm I'm gonna say Gryffindor. Yeah, look at the main cast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, tell me about Bellatrix. Bellatrix Lestrange is fucking obsessive weirdo psycho Slytherin, 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 Slytherin. Yeah. Peter Pettigrew. Ooh, Peter Pettigrew. 
Should have been a Slytherin. Of course he should have been a fucking I got, Slytherin. I don't, I don't have any lead up for that. No. Just... The reason he put in Gryffindor is so he could be part of the friend group. For drama. Mm-hmm. Although, Hagrid, I've got a question for you. You say that there's not a wiz- which wizard alive who went bad who wasn't in, in Slytherin. I mean, setting aside the fact that we're assuming you're just talking about wizards who've gone to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, you don't believe Peter Pettigrew was a Death Eater or or bad or whatever. But you thought Sirius was. Sirius? You th- what, what about Sirius? Just didn't, hadn't decided that plot point was going to happen yet? No. Despite mentioning Sirius's name. <laughs> Hagrid specifically mentioned yep. Sirius's name. And then he just forgets. Oh, it's been t- 12 years in Azkaban. Hagrid was their friend. <laughs> Jitty, will you tell me about Dobby? Dobby? One word to define Dobby. Loyal. Yeah. Also hardworking. Yeah. Dobby is so Hufflepuff. Yeah, he just wants to be helpful. He just loves his Harry Potter. He does. Yeah. Just, Very like, helpful. How could he be anything but? Alex, tell me about Professor Phileas Flitwick. Uh, Flitwick... We talked earlier about McGonagall and Flitwick both being hacked stalls mm-hmm. and potentially going the other way. Yeah. Um, but I think Flitwick is still a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We do know that he was once a, like... Uh, a duelist. A, a, an ex- extremely talented duelist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Duel. Um, yeah, yeah. He had his duel disc. He, he, he was pro- featured in season three of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> he, um, played a, he played the meta deck, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the dark magician, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love. It. I love when I can make you laugh like that. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so happy. I expect part of why I like that so much is because dark magician is obscenely tall. <laughs> yeah, this is a red herring. <laughs> you'd never, you'd never guess. <laughs> Um, he's still a Ravenclaw. Uh-huh. My point was that he clearly has a Gryffindor streak, but he's still a Ravenclaw. <laughs> oh, will you tell me about Professor Sprout? Professor Sprout, who's presumably... I'm not sure it's actually actually confirmed canonically or anything that she is a Hufflepuff, beyond the fact that she's head of Hufflepuff House. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, yeah, we don't know it. Like, I guess that... I guess, like, following the old, um, house hot take of Ravenclaw being... Or teaching being a Ravenclaw profession, she kind of lean Ravenclaw. Sure. But I don't know enough about it to not still say Hufflepuff. She's loyal to her own house. We know that. Mm, she, like, yeah. Um, I try to think of like moments of her. She, we know that she works really hard to like raise the mandrakes to make sure that everyone sure. you know becomes unparalyzed. That's not the word. Petrified. Yeah. The one thing I'm really thinking of is when Harry is try as a champion and. Like, even, like, he th- feels that even Sprout's being cold to him, and that's probably more Harry reading it than anything else. But I could see it being, like, she's kind of mad that, like, yeah, her student is finally getting some her, credit. Her Hufflepuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the rest of the Hufflepuffs. Yeah. Um, and then also another character moment that comes to mind is in the final battle, she, like, brings out plants and stuff. Yeah, she works with Neville. Yeah, she, like, uses whatever, like, the skill that she has, and she's like, I'm gonna make the most of this. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, ready to protect. Mm-hmm. I think she's still Hufflepuff. I know, that's why I said that. This is my character. <gasps> I'm sorry. It's okay. I got distracted thinking about Hufflepuffs that I like. Yeah, Alex, tell me about Alistair Mad-Eye Moody. Alistair Mad-Eye Moody. Um, the actual Moody, I'm assuming. Yes. Not, not pretend Moody. Barty Crouch <laughs> Junior. 
I'm he's assuming he's former aura part of the yeah. part of the Order of the Phoenix. So he has a lot of trauma, which means that he doesn't trust anyone. Constant vigilance. Um, and I don't know if that's a particularly house trait thing. Mm. Um, the yeah, but he was he's always been like. Cautious yeah, and whatnot. I think he has always been like that. And we, something about... Mind, we see him in flashbacks in... That's true. Oh, Goblet of Fire as well. Okay. So he is just always like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Something about that cautiousness and... Mistrustful. Yeah, he's very mistrustful and protective, secretive of like his, himself and mm-hmm. his goals and whatever's going yeah. on. I kind of get Slytherin vibes. I do too. Yeah. I think he is, again, like, one of the best examples of what a Slytherin can be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Tonks. Nymphadora Tonks! She is such a goof. <laughs> she's clumsy <laughs> and she just... But she's curious about, like, Harry's visions and she works hard. She's a puff. Like, we don't have many great Hufflepuffs. She's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, let us keep this one. Yeah, it's fine. Alex, tell me about Slughorn. I was going to say, there's, a, there's, a, there's an argument for Gryffindor, I think. But, yeah, um, of course there is. But I'll let you keep Hufflepuffs. Yeah. Slughorn. Slughorn is another one of those where I have to keep him in his house mm. because we have used him as, like, a, a very specific example so many times. I yeah. don't want to discredit the rest of our own show. Uh, but again, he is a great example of a Slytherin. Very good Of a example. not evil Slytherin. Yeah. He's just like um, uh, collecting yeah. people that he thinks will be useful, and he's not necessarily doing it for you know evil purposes. No, he doesn't do it out of mercy, and he does genuinely want to help the people he works he with. Does, he he does. wants to push them ahead so that he they wants, can help him back. He wants to see them succeed. Yeah, um, he just wants his his just rewards for doing so. Yeah, he he wants to collect little pictures and trophies to put on his mantle mm-hmm. of like, look at all these cool people that like yeah. I helped them get there. He wants his free Quidditch tickets. He wants to. You know, he yeah. wants nice things. Crystallized pineapple. And he's willing to, you know, he'll help people so that he can get those nice things. I'll help you for a price. Yeah, he's extremely Slytherin. Uh, yeah, and, in the and, best way. Yeah. Uh, will you tell me about Fudge? Fudge is a Slytherin in the, some of the dumbest ways. <laughs> Not even the worst ways, just the dumbest ways. Well, first of all, he's a politician. Yeah. Therefore Slytherin. Yeah. He is all about putting himself ahead and making himself look good yeah. at the expense of the world that he is supposed to be, like, you know, helping to run. So he's a politician. <laughs> hi Slytherin. And tell me about Rufus Scrimger. Uh, not quite as bad as Fudge, mm. but he does fall into some of those same... Oh, yes. He still wants to use the people around him and whatnot. Yeah, he's still very much a politician who mm-hmm. is manipulating and pulling the strings and trying to put spin on everything to make the ministry look good. Mm-hmm. Um, he only comes to Harry... And, you know, is like, we believe you and whatever, because, like, he wants Harry's help mm-hmm. to make the ministry look better and to, you know. Yeah. He doesn't actually care. He's still, he's a Slytherin as well. Yeah. Uh, will you tell me about Ollivander? Garrick Ollivander, the wand maker. He, uh, he like, he's a Ravenclaw. He's still a Ravenclaw. He mm. is very intelligent and studious in his field, very focused and dedicated in that field. And, like, he's not ambitious, though. Mm. Right? He's... Like he's achieved what he wants to achieve, and he's he's done. He'll just keep making ones. He wants to keep doing it over and over, and yeah. he wants to learn more about it and understand more about it. But he doesn't care what happens with the ones afterwards either. Yeah. Like once they're out of his hands, like yeah, go and just don't, go and do cool shit with that one. He's definitely not doing it for the money, <laughs> because as we all know, a wand costs seven galleons. Yeah. Thirty-five pounds. Which like. We see other things. There's there's a Harry and the Potter song about this. Uh, 
something about unicorn hair and the price of that in particular. Yeah, like the wand should be more expensive to make than it costs to buy. Well, the 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 popular theory that I've heard that I kind of like is that Ho- Hogwarts students' ones are subsidized by the ministry. Mm. Like if if you are if you are underage, it's subsidized. Once you're an adult, I think it would probably be more expensive. If you break your wand as an adult, you gotta yeah. <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. I I do like that, actually. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. Yeah. Not that we're ever given anything that makes sense like that in... No, of course not. ...in canon, because why would the monetary system in canon make sense? Mm. Well, anyway, Ravenclaw. Mm. Finally, Alex, our final character. It's time. We spent over 80 episodes telling him he can't be sorted. The Ministry of Magic wouldn't allow it. Can you please, for me, sort the Whomping Willow? Yes, Dumbledore. If but I, I could be sorted, sorted he said sorry, Wompy, but I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure. procedure. You're, you're not, not a wizard, wizard you're, you're a tree. Uh, House of Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't give you another answer than that. I mean, I could. Creative musician Ravenclaw. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you are correct. Because here's the thing. Awesome. Because, first of all, that, Alex, Mm. is Harry Potter sorted. And we're done. We're done. We've sorted everything. Every single thing. Everything. Don't ask me about Star Trek. (laughs) Um, You know what? Hmm? I'm just going to leave this out in the open. Hmm. If, in the future, anyone listening to this, if you come up with something where you're like, man, I really wish the folks at Sorted would have sorted this particular character, mm. you can always tweet them at us. The show may be over, but our Twitter will still be there. Yeah. It's time for sorting it out. Except the whole thing is sorting it out. Yeah. So, like, let's just go over where we land on this right now, right? Like, mm-hmm. because here's the thing. After 80 fucking something, 84, I think, 80-some episodes of this show. 83 or 84. 80-some episodes of this show. Here's the thing. Sorting is kind of stupid, actually. Sorting is kind of stupid. Turns out. Like. Turns out. Sorting is inherently flawed. (laughs) The whole point of this episode is to show how stupid it is. And how, like, it was used by the series primarily just to categorize characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it was... To draw lines that didn't need to exist. It wasn't until... It wasn't until Order of the Phoenix were like, oh, here's Luna, a slightly main character who could be a different house. Here's Tonks. She's cool, but a Hufflepuff? A cool Hufflepuff? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, it's it's nothing. It's, it's. Like, Harry Potter's flawed and sword even more so, but it's fun to view characters this way. It's fun to look at characters and consider what are they like as a person, what traits do they exemplify, and here's the thing, the best characters, the ones we've had the most fun talking about, apart from when we're going off script, are the ones who are the most interesting and nuanced characters, the ones who are developed. Yeah. Um, at this, this this podcast has always been like a character analysis show, yeah. essentially, like at its yeah. core, that's what we are. Um, and I, I do think that it's it's valuable to take a moment and look at the characters that you really admire in pop culture and look at, like, what is it about them that I admire? Yeah. What about these characters makes me like them so much? What lessons can I learn from that? How can I become a better person? Mm-hmm. What, like, what traits about them can I try to exemplify? Yeah. And also, like, it's, 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 it's really cool to consider characters like this for the sake of trying to then go on and write. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
how can I have a protagonist, a hero who's different from the norm, who's not just the gung-ho charge, I will do the right thing because it's the right thing. Yeah. You know? A protagonist like, going back to episode two, Ash Ketchum the Slytherin. <laughs> right? Yeah. One of my favourite sortings on this show to this day yeah. is realising that Ash Ketchum is a Slytherin who is defined by his ambition, his goal. Yeah. To be the very best like no one ever was. Like, that's great. What an interesting, unique char- like protagonist. How about a villain who's not just mwahaha, I will take over the world because I am an evil. We don't get those as often. <laughs> no. Th- like, there are, t- there are too many villains who are just evil because they are evil and who want power and glory and whatever. Yeah. But the really interesting characters are the ones that are like, actually, here's why I'm evil. It's for this specific reason. Here's how I'm evil. It's not just in the, in the normal way of I will be the most powerful and... Yeah. 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 So that's where I stand on sorting. It's it's a fun and interesting exercise. Yeah. But it should never be applied to real people. No, it should not be defining. No. It should not be anything above anything else. No. Uh, you should probably take that out of your Twitter bio. Yeah. It turns out it doesn't matter. Yeah. I did like one post I saw recently that was talking about how someone never understood how 90s kids more, like, define themselves by considering their Hogwarts house than their Pokemon type. What type of Pokemon they'd be. Where you can choose two types mm. and, you like, it can say more about you to give a, like, two-type combination is what this well, person's saying. Pokemon types don't have, like, a personality associated with them. Right, but people don't fit so neatly into boxes as, as personality types as Hogwarts That's houses. Fair. That's fair. Like, telling someone you're an ice-fire type, say, very mm. different from saying you're a uh, flying water type for instance sure and it this is the thing it, it's not like this sums up my personality in a neat box because nothing can nothing can what what pokemon type would you be grass something <laughs> there you go i know it's i know grass but so like my favorites are grass ghosts mm. but i don't think i'm ghost maybe psychic I would like to be ghost but i'm not spooky enough mm. i think i might be more grass fairy Okay, yeah. Um, in that, like, mischievous... <laughs> like, almost... It's, like, ghost-adjacent, but just a little bit softer. Mm. I'm, I'd probably say that I'd want to be ice, but... Am I ice? I, I think you're cool. Maybe I'm ice. But it depends It depends on how you interpret ice as a type. Mm. Ice. Because I... You say ice, and I hear cold, mm. offish, calculating, you know, like, very... Almost robotic. Mm. Maybe... Maybe I'm fire rather than ice. And I like ice because I'm too hard and I need to be cooled down. Yeah. I'm fire something. I like that. Fire fairy. Yeah? Yeah. It's cool. cool. Finally, I, want, I just want to briefly go about like where we stand on Harry Potter and everything. Like We, talk, we talked sure, about this yeah. when we announced the end of the show and all, but yeah. like w- this is the end of the show. Because like, I, still, I still see takes, takes that are like, oh, Harry Potter sucks. It was never good anyway. And like... You, like it, it's it's not culturally relevant anymore because it's it was always bad and now it's just over and it's like and that's not that's not helpful no like it's not helpful to say oh it's okay to not like it now because it turns out the author's a transphobe you're like, not better than anyone else because you never liked it yeah like <sighs> it was it was a cultural pheno- phenomenon yeah it, it 
like, made so many kids into readers. Like, yes, there's a lot of problems. It's not the world's greatest literature. Yes, there are a lot of problematic elements. And, like, yes, if it wasn't there, something else m- may have filled that same cultural void and helped kids get into reading. Yeah. But it, that's, it, Harry Potter did that. It did. And, to, like, to dismiss it and say it was always bad or whatever, one, that's not helpful because it's saying, like, oh, well, it, like... Or bad people can bad never people make good things because can't make good things, which is just false. It's just, it's and again supremely unhelpful. That just, like essentially we're just saying like oh well if something's worth liking it means the creators are inherently good, like, which is not. It's so unhelpful to go with that mindset. But also the fact is Harry Potter has so much going for it. It has a lot of good. There's a reason people latched onto it. At its core, it is a story of of hope and love conquering evil. Yeah, and like and just friendship and determination. And, and there are a lot of flaws in the way that's told in the story. Absolutely, that aren't borne by what the messages are. <laughs> but like, it's not much like sorting. It's not one thing. Yeah, it's not good or bad. It's not. It's yeah. not all encompassing of of like, one thing. We can't. We're not just dismissing Harry Potter outright because, lol, it's always been bad. Like, we are turning away from Harry Potter in a lot of aspects of our lives because we we don't want to support it. We don't want to support the author. But at the same time, huge influence on who I am as a person. Yeah, and me. And we probably wouldn't know each other if not for Harry Potter. Yeah! Like, it's... Like, again, other things could have brought people to do good, and there are good people anyway. But, like, helping Haiti heal... Yeah. Remember that? Remember when Harry Potter fans are, like provided the the goods and resources to send four full planes of stuff to go and help people in need? So the Harry Potter Alliance has changed their name yeah. now to Fandom Forward. Yeah. Um, but a lot of their, their biggest stuff, like Accio Books, I yeah. believe is going on right mm-hmm. now. Like That's still such a huge thing. They're still doing so much good work. And like they were founded on the, the principles that like are exemplified by the message of Harry Potter exactly. of love and support and it's doing what's right. And like here's the thing. We are never going to buy any official Harry Potter licensed merch again. We're not going on the the studio tour or to the Wizarding World theme park. We're not seeing the movies. We're not doing any of that bullshit. No more money for them. I still listen to the audiobooks to help me go to sleep. I adore fanatical fix. Yeah. Where to find them, which, you know. Other fan content. A Harry Potter fan fiction podcast. It's got sentimental value. Yeah. In our lives, like, we're not saying it cannot be part of our lives in any way anymore. What we're saying is we will not support the author. We will not give money to this. And yeah. Also, to reiterate the points from before, also, we've, we've just done a lot of what this show could do anyway. And as we've said, we want to do more. We have ideas for new shows and new concepts and things, and they're not ready by any means, and also we need a break. We need a break. It's so hot. <laughs> I'm taking summers off of podcasting. <laughs> That's not true. No. But the point is, like, we just need a break to reorient ourselves and decide what we're going to do next, but we've got more coming. Yeah. Fierce podcasts are here to stay, and... You can also always listen to Pokemakers. Of course. You can always tweet at us at Sorted Pod. Yeah. And also, just to come to the end of this, again, like, I'm proud of what we've done with this show. This was our first podcast. Yeah. Like, and, like, we've, like, we've learned so much. We learned so much. We've had a lot of fun. We've had guests. 
Yeah. We've 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 done very very lots of silly good things. We've done so much stupid bullshit. I am going to continue to say house hot take. House hot take. Um in in my life in general. <laughs> uh I'm proud because like we have done this project and we have decided we are ending this. It's not just petered out. Every other creative thing I've been involved in, and I think largely true for you as well, yeah. has kind of just petered out. Like, we both made YouTube videos and kind of just stopped yeah, sometimes gradually. Sometimes I go back and make them again and then just kind of stop. And I've, life gets busy. I've written, I've done a lot of fanfiction writing and long-running fanfiction series that have kind of just stopped. And some which I'm still trying to return to, but like... Web comics, blogs, yeah. projects. This is a project that we can now look back on and say... We did this podcast, and we completed this podcast, we and we, we brought it to an end. And I'm I'm so pleased with that. Me too. And here's the other thing about Sorted, by the way. Like, once or twice episodes have been very slightly late. We've never missed an upload. No. We've delayed twice, once because of Christmas and once because of a bad record. But we also put out a bonus episode on our wedding day, by the way. <laughs> we were doing this podcast when we got married. And we, part of how we celebrated was by doing a bullshit episode where we sorted 400 Animal Crossing characters. <laughs> Most people would, would take that week off. <laughs> yeah, right? Get some someone to cover for you. We're very dedicated. Yeah. So on average, over the three and a half years almost we've been doing this, we have had an episode every two weeks. Damn. Yeah. Like, we've seen it through. And, like, that's not to shit on or, like, to belittle other people who've had problems and been delayed or whatever. No, like, that's... It's just like, That's wow. That's very hard to do. We did that. And for us in particular, who... And the shit we've been through over the last few years. Like, you know... This podcast... When this podcast started, we lived in different countries. Yeah. And then, like... When this podcast is ending, you just got your green card. Yeah, this this podcast has been with us through some fucking huge moments. Like, Alex came to live with me in England for six months. Fucking COVID happened. When we start, when COVID first started, we had like we decided in a rule that we would not talk about it on the show, so that this could be an escape from that. We didn't realize just how much it would just become part of life at that point. Mm. But it, here we are, and then we got married, and then we've been, then we flew back here, then we flew out to here, then we flew back and we're, we're staying with my parents temporarily, and then we came back here again, and we stayed with friends. On their bedroom, on their living room floor for a while, and still kept the show going. By the way, we were kind of homeless for a bit. Something about uh, this medium being so non-tangible, mm -hmm. just being audio like this, it meant that we could take it with us. Yeah. Also, here's the thing: compared to most of those other projects. This is the one we've both been the most actively involved in. The creative part of this is the one where we both sit down and do it together. Yeah, and we, we hold each other accountable. We yeah. make sure that we do it. I um, couldn't have done this with anyone else. I couldn't have either. So thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Cult Classics. Ghoul Tank. Green Mountain Mysteries. Home Viewing. No Dice. Steampunks. And Them's the Facts. And of course, our other show... Pokemakers. And whatever shows join the podcast next, including potentially our own stuff. Thank you to Matt Mishakamo of the Wampum Willows, who's our theme music, the House of Awesome theme song. Yeah. Go give him some money. <laughs> and if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P T C H E W. And while you're there on Twitter, tweet us whatever the hell you want. <laughs> we'll try and sort it. Or. We'll tell you who gives a fuck. <laughs> One of the two.
any future projects from us, we'll make sure to let you know about through the source of Twitter as well. Yeah. We'll still be around. Bye. Bye. Play us out. Wombi. Gonna start a new house and it's called Awesome. Start a new house. It's called Awesome. Start a new house and it's called Awesome. Woo! <laughs> pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.